I'm going to talk about how the accountability aspect is going in the face of being out of my element and doing it anyway. A wise woman once said to me, if other people suck at it, then so can I. Thank you, Munya. Here we go. Welcome to Criticism, the show about personal accountability through gritted teeth. In each episode, critically acclaimed overthinker Laura Wachaleski spills the tea on her latest project, what got done, what didn't, and what's coming up next. Grab a notebook, pull up a seat as she breaks down her process from getting inspired to moving forward and finding clarity. She also goes deep into what to do when things get messy. Join in, follow along, and be inspired to be your own best critic. This is Criticism. Hey, welcome back to Criticism. This is episode two, Things That Aren't Doing the Thing. And I'm your host, Laura Wachaleski. Today, I'm sharing some thoughts on how my accountability went this week, some details about the equipment and tools I'm using, as well as some observations and learnings I've gleaned from creating episode one. I'll wrap everything up with some broader learnings and next steps. Let's do this. I struggled a bit with which direction to take this episode in. On one hand, I could get technical about the ins and outs of making a podcast, but that seemed like it could be a bad idea. There are many people out there who are way more technically knowledgeable than I am or ever will be, and I don't have a lot of confidence right now that what I'm saying is exactly correct. But then I thought, isn't that the point though? That I, as a beginning beginner, am doing this and this is what I'm experiencing? Perhaps. If I reserve my points for the things that I didn't expect or didn't see coming or was surprised by or tripped me up, well then, there's still value in sharing that, isn't there? On the other hand, the purpose of this podcast is to function as an accountability tool to get me into a regular practice of being held accountable, to help me be brave enough to do the thing. I'm going to talk about how the accountability aspect is going in the face of being out of my element and doing it anyway. A wise woman once said to me, if other people suck at it, then so can I. Thank you, Munya. Here we go. On the day episode one dropped, I was excited because I had done it. I did something I said I was going to do. I know full well that while episode one was an accomplishment in its own right, the real accomplishment and struggle is going to be in doing this again and again and again. And that's why I'm here. On the day of the drop, I wrote down a bunch of notes on every aspect of making that episode, from script writing to recording to re-recording to editing to publishing and last-minute things I forgot about. I felt good about what I had accomplished. Having gotten all the important bits out of my head, I found myself doing some functional procrastinating. I started reading through a user manual for the audio editor that I'm using so I can learn more about how to edit. I downloaded a different version of the software that has more features. I decided to invest in a new microphone. Already? I know. This one was recommended by the voiceover woman I spoke to as the mic that makes podcasters sound like podcasters. It allows me to set levels on it prior to starting to record. Hopefully, this will help me to get better sound quality. Two days after the drop, and I started feeling time-pressured already. I realized I was doing things tangential to the thing, but not actually doing the thing. 
For years, I've been following Tina Eisenberg's blog, SwissMiss.com. She does a Friday link pack most weeks with a bunch of interesting links to other blogs or cool design or TED Talks or music or art or whatever. About a month ago, she posted an entry called Things That Aren't Doing The Thing, and it hit me hard. Scheduling time to do the thing isn't doing the thing. Telling people you're going to do the thing isn't doing the thing. Reading about how to do the thing isn't doing the thing. The only thing that's doing the thing is doing the thing. You can find a link to the original full text on strangestloop.io by googling things that aren't doing the thing. I mentioned in episode one that I first had the idea about doing a podcast back in August. I stumbled upon the podcast lab course at the very beginning of November. I didn't get my shit together to get my trailer published until the end of December. That was five to six months spent doing everything but doing the thing. My original goal was to have my first episode published before the end of 2023. When I learned that it can take a hot second for the RSS feed to get approved, I decided on a trailer instead. That was a happy accident that bought me more time to get episode one together. I decided to drop criticism on the fives because once a week seemed too often and twice a month seemed too few. I'm still working out the cadence of the timing, obviously. This is only the second episode and this is the first between episode time period, so of course I don't know how it's going to go. I realize that I need to shift my mindset. An episode going live isn't indicative of the finish line. Instead, it's the starting gun. The finish line is when I upload and schedule the drop. What that means is, once an episode goes live, I need to immediately start working on the next one and get it uploaded and scheduled as quickly as possible. The faster I do that, the faster I am doing the thing. The period of time between scheduling and going live is when I can relax a bit, do my functional procrastinating, and learn the things I want to learn so I can do the things I want to do next. If I continue to think of the episode drop as the finish line, I will always be stressed and playing catch up. That feels like it's missing the point of doing this altogether. I need to make sure I'm generating positive reinforcement towards personal accountability, not negative. Otherwise, criticism is never going to make it. Neither is anything else. Speaking of making criticism, here's how it went the last time I did the thing and what I learned from episode one. Let's start with equipment, software, and services. This is a list of the equipment I have and am using. My microphone from episode one was a Blue Snowball Ice USB mic for $50 on Amazon. I have since purchased a new mic and am using it for episode two. This one is a Shure MV7 USB, which goes for $270 on Amazon. This is the microphone that's supposed to make podcasters sound like podcasters. I was warned about matching the quality of the equipment to the quality of the environment. I don't have any specific soundproofing or sound absorbing items yet. I'm making do with towels and yoga mats and blankets and such. And this new mic might be a bit out of my league at the moment. Let me know what you think. I use Sony MDR7506 headphones, which I got for $100 on Amazon. My laptop is a 2022 MacBook Air with an M2 chip in midnight. 
Color is always important. The audio editor I used for episode one is TwistedWave.com's online version. It is free for recordings up to seven minutes in length and $10 a month thereafter. For episode two, I switched to the Twisted Wave OS version and am on the 30-day free trial. The OS version has more features, a greater ability to adjust the levels that I'm struggling with, and allows me to work locally instead of through an internet connection. My hosting platform is Captivate.com. It is $17 per month for the lowest tier. The cost goes up depending on the number of downloads you reach, but the feature set is nearly identical for all levels. Captivate hosts my recordings and provides the RSS feed for directories to pull from. It also provides me with analytics such as number of downloads, unique listeners, whether they listened on a phone or a computer, what service they use to access the episodes, and more. I use Apple Podcast Connect via RSS feed as my main podcast directory. I am also active on Spotify for Podcasters. It's free and seems like a one-stop shop where you can record and host and upload all in one place. It also provides analytics and an RSS feed. That's a wrap on my equipment, software, and services. Here are some rather basic things I was reminded of on script writing. First, which should really go without saying, make an outline of the main topics and subpoints. For episode one, I listed out the main topics, but I failed to do that for the subpoints. I ended up repeating myself at least three times. In case you missed it, podcast, website, social media. I have a tendency to sound bullet pointy when I speak from an outline, and I can get scripty when I flesh it out too much. I struggle to find my own voice. I feel like I'm getting a little bit better, though, with this episode. Another thing I failed to do for episode was print out my script and proofread it. I'm sorry I put you through that. Thanks for sticking around. I hope this episode is better. Regarding speaking, no one likes their recorded voice. To my ears, I sound really high-pitched and very nasally. The recording of episode one was the start of me getting sick, and I know that that contributed. I'm still very stuffy, so I'm not expecting that my vocals are any better this time around. On the fives, no matter what, that's what we say. I once remember hearing something about to create the best vocal sound, your voice should come from the middle of your mouth. I think mine comes from the back of my throat because it takes the least amount of effort and I'm inherently lazy. I'm curious about speaking lessons, though. For episode one, I did a poor job of prepping myself for extended speaking. I failed to exercise my voice, vocal cords, and mouth parts before I started recording. I was self-conscious. I felt dumb talking and enunciating and making weird sounds within earshot of other people. I found myself rushing while I was speaking, and I had to make a conscious effort to slow down. There's no need to rush. I have all the time in the world. When I messed up, I would stop speaking for a few seconds to give a flat line in the waveform. That helped me see where my mistakes were when it came to editing. My first recording was poor due to my setup. I propped a gym mat up on its side on my narrow desktop in an attempt at sound absorption. This took up significant real estate on my already small space and failed to work. The placement of my laptop was too low and on the wrong side. I was worried about my headphone cord getting in the way. I had to turn my head and look down to read my notes. 
This caused my sound to move back and forth across the mic. The whole thing was a disaster. When I listened to the audio the next day, it was echoey from the gym mat being too close and loud and soft and right and left from my head moving around. All of it had to be redone. The second recording attempt went better. I dispensed with the gym mat and used my impressive collection of puzzle boxes to elevate my laptop screen so it was easier to see without moving my head. I prefer to stand while recording. My levels were still off though, so there's still more work to be done. Editing is hard. I can tell when audio sounds really bad, but I'm not sure if I know when it sounds good. How does one succeed in making something sound unnoticeable? Twisted Wave has a good FAQ section with information on levels that work best for audiobooks. A podcast isn't an audiobook, but it's comparable enough that I think it's a good place to aim for. I tried to follow the suggestions as best I could, but I couldn't get two of the important levels to fall in the optimal ranges at the same time. I'm pinning a lot of hope on this new microphone, and I'm sure I'll glean some valuable info from reading the editor's manual. Twisted Wave has a nice simplicity to it. It allows you to cut and paste audio from one area or file to another in the same way that you would in a text document. It feels very intuitive that way. It took me a bit to figure out what is an appropriate length of time for a pause between paragraphs and sentences. I determined it was about a half a second. There are some spots in episode one where I made it just a smidge too short or just a touch too long though and that kind of bothers me. I take a quick inhale every time before I start talking and I needed to edit those out. When I edited out all the noise between the words it sounded unnatural. Even taking out just the breaths made some parts seem a little eerie. I suspect that's what it sounds like when artificial intelligence talks like it's missing some of the areas where there needs to be life. Transitions are important. They need to have life too. This brings us to publishing. When I went to publish, I forgot that I needed things like an episode title and a description of what the episode is about. I ended up scrambling and not putting a ton of thought into them. Titles and descriptions can be such great tools for increasing your reach in search engines. I'll get there eventually. Right now, I'm concentrating on just showing up. I love that on both Apple and Spotify, I can schedule when an episode posts so it doesn't have to go up immediately. It feels like getting my taxes done early and not having to worry about the last minute scramble. That's worth almost as much as the refund itself. There are a couple of things that I learned throughout this process. With the first recording being fumbled and having to scramble to get it done in less time, I learned that it is possible to record, edit, and publish all in one day if I need to. That's good to know at this stage, as my speed should only improve. Unless I discover that my editing is actually shite, and then it may take longer. I thought putting the first episode out there would be scarier. Right now, I'm at that enviable beginning-beginner stage where there are so many areas of improvement that just executing is an achievement. A beginner wants to know what they're doing right. A master wants to know what they're doing wrong. I am not above accepting low-hanging fruit. For next steps, I'd like to try adding some music. I need to learn about licenses for podcast use in particular. 
It all seems a little bland without music. I'd like some auditory texture. There are a couple of different samples that I'm thinking about. One sounds quirky and weird, and I like that, but it also doesn't quite fit the mold of what podcast music usually is. The other sounds more polished. I feel like the polished one will make me feel like I'm taking this more seriously. I can still take things seriously, even if I don't know what I'm doing. I want to learn more about how to use the audio editor and take greater advantage of the services I'm paying for. Some of that will come with time, I suppose, but I'd like to make a concerted effort. I'm also curious about speaking lessons and way to improve the quality of my speaking voice. I'm sure that's simply a matter of finding resources on YouTube. Well, that solves the mystery of what direction this episode decided to take. It seems like it went better than the first one with more insights, more information, and less repetition. At least, it feels that way to me. Pilot episodes can always be a little tough, though, because you've got to set the stage, you know? I'm genuinely excited about creating episodes for criticism and the skills that I'm learning, time management included. It feels good to get my words out in a way that feels unfettered and less self-conscious. For being someone that a lot of people think of as being relatively quiet, family not included, I feel like I have a lot of things to say. I'm okay with that. Thanks for tuning in. Heyo, thanks for listening to Gritticism, the show about personal accountability through gritted teeth. Drop a comment and follow us on Instagram at Gritticism. I'd love to hear about what's getting you gritty. Rate and subscribe to make sure you never miss a beat. Ready or not, new episodes dropping on the fives, the fifth, the 15th, and the 25th. We'll catch you next time.